and welcome to The Wine Record. I'm Andrew Elliott with Chris Record, and uh, I'm joined by Chris Record, because otherwise this would be The Wine Elliott, and <laughs> nobody wants to listen to that. Hello, everybody. Chris Record here, and today we're talking about, guess what? Wine! Oh, <laughs> that's what this show's about. For everybody who listened to the pilot episode, this is uh, what we're calling episode one, and thanks so much for, for listening to that. Um, we really appreciated all the feedback that we got, so we've made a couple of adjustments to this show. Probably the biggest one is going to be the length because we decided to just do one bottle rather than focus on two bottles. Darn. Okay. All right. Thanks for forcing me. But don't worry. <laughs> that just means we can cram more shows into the year because That's we'll, true. we'll have that ability. So the show will be pared down a little bit. Also, one of the things that uh, we're going to do is still stick to the original premise, which is to try every wine commercially available on the island of Jamaica. So everything that you can buy in the store, we are going to very, very diligently attempt to sample. And and I did remember one thing from the pilot episode, Chris. We're not drinking all the wine. No, we're tasting. Exactly. Wine. Exactly. Right. So it's episode one of The Wine Record. And today uh, we've got, uh, w- w- what do we have in front of us, Chris? Today we have a very interesting and not popular, but it should be, we have a Pinot Grigio in front of us. Okay. And one of the things with this Pinot Grigio is that it's, um, it's, tra- it, it's a traditional Pinot Grigio from the northern regions of Italy. Pinot Grigio is made all over the world right now. Mm-hmm. And I've, been, I've become very, um, let's call it, I've become very partial to trying wines, experimenting with wines from the original regions from whence they came. Okay. So... I was at a restaurant recently and they brought this list. And when I looked at the list, Pinot Grigio they had some, uh, was from um, Chile. I took a deep breath, looked at it, and I said, do you have any Pinot Grigios from Italy? And sadly they didn't. And I didn't want to come off like, uh, you know, so, you know, I said, okay, what other white wines do you have? <laughs> but yeah, I kind of walked away. But one of the things though is um, interesting. I brought up the wine from South, South America is when you're comparing uh, the, the, the wines, especially the same exact grape variety mm-hmm. with wines from all over the world, they look a little different sometimes. Okay. So there's a hint of color difference. So color in wine means something and color in wine can give you uh, an idea of whether the wine is off, whether it's bad or the age, right? So the general, general, you know, colors in terms of white wine. Some people describe some white wines as pale straw, medium straw, deep straw, pale yellow, medium yellow. So it's versions like that. So a white wine is really and truly not white, right? It's okay. it's, it's it's yellow and gold, right? But we ended up calling it white wines. Some wines can be deep um, deep gold. Just two weeks ago, a friend of mine opened a very interesting bottle of, um, of white wine. Uh, when he poured it, I looked at it and I was like, okay, dude, that wine is like brown. Now, the interesting thing with, with, with wine, why it gives us an indication of age is that white wine gains color. So it gets darker as it ages and red wine loses color. So sometimes you, you, you open a bottle, you take a sniff, it's sound on the nose and the color looks off. It just now is indicating some age. So what happened with this bottle of white that, that it had gotten this dark? So on the nose, yeah. Alarm bells were going off. The wine was about 15 years old. Okay. It was off. Okay. Right? So was that, what, what, how did it go off? Bad storage. Ah, uh, okay. Bad storage. And it traveled from, it traveled at least maybe three countries, and we weren't sure of how the storage was during the traveling. When I'm looking at wines, you know, somebody places a bottle in front of me, somebody is about to open something, I glance at the vintage first. Okay. Right? 
what is it? And then, of course, when I say the vintage, um, you know, I, I, I peep obviously at the at the producer who who makes this wine, at the varietal, what type of wine is it? Is it Chardonnay? Is it Pinot Grigio? Is it Sauvignon Blanc? And then now, look back at the color, and then of course I I sniff. Okay. Right? I, I I take a sniff of the wine just to make sure that it is sound because. So today, our two thousand and twenty one Bellini Pinot Grigio, I mean on the nose. Floral, light, crispy, acidic. It's showing what I call typicity okay. for uh, Pinot Grigio, which you know, there are some pear, there are some apple notes on the nose. And, and we talked about typicity in the pilot episode where typicity just means the typical things you expect from a wine. Correct. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Because there are some wines that when they're from, not from the original region, Right. Whilst they may be nice and delightful and delicious, they don't show typicity. So a Pinot Grigio may come across as very Sauvignon Blancish, depending on who the producer is and where it's made. Okay. While typically in this region from, from Northern Italy, uh, you are kind of almost guaranteed that there's going to be a general typical taste and and nose profile. I'm realizing that I'm forgetting my grade seven English lessons and I shouldn't use the actual word in describing it. So, I mean, the usual things you're looking for right. <laughs> instead of the typical things with typicity. But so right. these are the things, we have a list of things that we're looking for in each of these wines and, and, and color is going to be one of them. We've talked a little bit about the colors that you're looking for. And if, if you're online and you're you're expecting typicity from a wine. There are color wheels that you can that you can find online to sort of match what you're looking at. Correct. I would say, Andrew, mainly for folks doing exams and trying to get certified and all this kind of stuff. Most consumers is going to a restaurant, uh, looking at a color wheel. It's, uh, it's kind of a it's, over the top. It's like the guy that says, "Do you have any Pinots from Northern Italy?" Instead right. Of- or Pinots from Burgundy. No, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. So, so I will confess that there are times that I have actually whipped out my color wheel okay. to kind of just, you know, gauge something, but I'm in education mode at the time. Right. I am, I'm, I'm informing some folks, they're at the table, they're asking me some questions and I want to be, you know, as accurate because there are some people that look, you know, I want, I want, I want the textbook, this description of this product. Of course, right. You know, versus just a, Era fair, Chris just standing there making up stuff, you know, kind of, kind of feel. Right? I promise you, that's not what's, what is happening right now. No, we're, we're no. technical right here. We're doing, we're doing, we're doing a technically sound tasting, right? Okay. So, on the nose, confirming, because again, by the way, different educational qualification requirements give you very specific ways in which you taste wine. Right. Right. So, you know, you have to do these things and say these things and all of that. And when I did all my certification over 20 years ago, I realized that um, whilst I was in North America, I stuck to it almost every time I was tasting wines. When I came back to Jamaica, I realized most people didn't care. Right. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just not it's not something that's expected. No. It's, they they're there to, for the enjoyment, not the um, not the breakdown of the education. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, Andrew, All right. on the nose, what are you getting? Just tell me. That's, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Anything? Melon and minerals. That's, that's very good. Seriously. And, yeah. and, and that's very good because everyone has a different experience with food and you will relate stuff to what you smell based upon what you typically, whether you start off the day with a, you know, a bowl of fruits or whatever. So, right. excellent stuff. All right. So, on the palate, what are we tasting? 
These are real sound effects. <laughs> yeah, this is not made up. I mean, I'm actually tasting the wine, okay? <laughs> so, nice. I mean, so firstly, again, when we are going through formal wine tastings, you identify certain things on the nose. And then when you come to the palate, you, you kind of confirm that, yeah, I'm kind of getting those flavors of, 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 of those fruits, um, whether it's, I said, you know, apple, pear. Um, but the other important thing that you get is right. body. Yep. You got to feel. And this is more of a, I would call it a, a, a light plus to medium, more of a medium body white wine. Right. Generally, Pinot Grigios are light. So that's what I was thinking. This is a, has a little bit more, um, the boots are a little heavier. You are correct. Okay. You are correct. And it might be because it's around 13% alcohol. Okay. So the more alcohol is the heavier okay. it is, right? So, um, but again, nice style, refreshing, perfect for summer. I like this uh, Bellini. It gives a little bit more oomph to, to Pinot Grigio's. There are sometimes when I'm on the beach and I prefer a, a, a lighter, flirtier Pinot Grigio. But this one is, um, this, is a, this is a classic. This is uh, a little bit of complexity and it's a, it's, a decent, it's a decent wine. Relatively high acidity. So again, when you put the wine in your mouth, if it makes you pucker, if it makes you go, you know, and your little tingle, it gives the indication of, 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 of the acidity. Okay. Um, in terms of finish, again, when I did my wine training, they taught us to do, when you swallow the wine, you do one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand, four, one thousand. And you kept doing that until you, the, the, the taste of the wine went away. Okay. And there are some wines that the finish was like long. Right. Unscientific, but anecdotal indication of quality. Okay. Right? The longer the finish is the is the better the quality of the wine. Okay. Um, and this has a pretty, you know, pretty long finish, a long, clean, refreshing finish. For a Pinot Grigio, this is probably has one of the longer finishes that I've had for certainly bottles that I've tried on the island because Pinot Grigio tends to be readily available here. So there there you can you can sort of uh, pick at your leisure. Um, I, I would say the temperature has a lot to do with that. Right. It is something that you can have on the beach easily, but uh, this is um it's got um it's got more body. It's got more finish. Uh, I think I was, you know, that, that melon was confirmed for me uh, on the uh, the nose as well as on the palate. And uh, yeah, the, the the minerality too. So nice. Can go with a lot of different stuff too. Uh, yes, you, you, you're correct. And I'll, I'll confess, Andrew, in tasting this wine, I haven't tasted this wine for a very long time. Yep. And it wasn't in my, um, you know, sometimes there's some go-to, your top five go-to wines. Yep. I, I have to add this back as one of my go-to wines. It It is... It's reminding me how good it used to taste. Um, and back when I had a, a, a wine shop, this was actually a wine that we, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people really enjoyed. So I must add this back to my selection list and I'm very happy that we're tasting this wine. We are talking about the Bellini Pinot Grigio 2021. Now you can find it on the island. Um, in most upscale retail locations. Uh, so in Kingston, that would be a, a, a Lo Chusan, a, a Super Value, Fresh Foods. It would be a... I think general foods also are the three main ones that I recall, um, but you can look around for it. Yeah, and uh, price is approximately yeah. anywhere between three to four thousand Jamaican dollars. Okay, I, I, for for this bottle, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, you can put this out, and you can. Uh, it's it's an it's above, I would say, enough of the uh, you know, uh, fifteen hundred to. 2000 Jamaican dollar Pinots, uh, Pinot Grigios that you can impress. You can impress a little bit if you want to. You don't have to, but if yeah. you want to. Yeah, yeah man. There's a nice one. I like this one. All right. So uh, that's it for episode one. Coming up in uh, episode two of the wine record, what are we going to be looking at? 
we're going to be going from, so look, it's hot, it's summer. I decided we're going to try some lighter wine, so we're going to go to Rosé, uh, Rosé from France. Ooh. So that's happening on episode two. Thanks so much for joining us on The Wine Record. I'm Andrew Elliott. And I'm Chris Record. <laughs> <laughs> And remember, you can listen to any episode in any order. It doesn't really matter. There's no long-term narrative. We're just tasting wines. But we should always thank the group that got us the wines. And specifically for this episode, we're thanking... So this episode, we're thanking Betco. Betco Premier Limited provided uh, fantastic Bellina Pinot Grigio. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. 